I was eating junk. I had just had two children. Yo, it's me. It's me. It's DDP. It's that time. Christmas <laughs> time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Here's that day. Santa's on his way. Kiss him for Christmas vacation. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Hello, my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. Crystal, I got to ask you because my phone just went all haywire. Um, I don't know if the intro played twice, but I... Uh, human error. I had I had played uh, the Christmas intro, so I don't know if it played the second intro after that. I may have uh, screwed up the whole settings here, but I apologize if that's the case. Um, but anyways, can uh, you hear me now? Am I good? Yes, you're all good. All right. I, I apologize <laughs> for that for that mix up. Uh, welcome to another episode of DDP Radio live right here at ddpradio.com. My name is Michael Mullins, and as always, you can find me over at MikeAt90Percent.com. Of course, I am joined by the Canadian quote master herself. She brings the inspiration every Wednesday night here to DDPRadio.com. She is the queen of DDP Yoga Radio. Hello, Crystal Stewart, (laughs) all the way from Canada. Yes, it's a little chilly here. How is everyone? I hope uh, everyone's uh, ready for tonight. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be a good yeah, show. Uh, I, it is going to be a show, and I am really excited as well. And uh, as you guys probably know, um, as you, well, uh, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, DDP has been sharing that he will be here live tonight uh, at ddpradio.com. I apologize last week. I could not make it in here. We were scheduling to do this last week. I had an unforeseen emergency uh, with the family, so I could not get to the show, but... We pushed it back a week, and now we're into December, and now it's Christmas season, holiday season, whatever you want to call it, so that magic is in the air, and there's no better time to bring on the the man himself than the holiday season because he is basically the grandmaster of Christmas. He's you got Santa Claus, and then directly below, you've got DDP because that man is Christmas crazy, so what better way <laughs> to celebrate the kickoff of the holiday season than when the man himself, Diamond Dallas Page, and I think this is him right here. So without further ado, I'm just going to bring him on. Um, uh, my apologies last week. You couldn't get on, but tonight, here he is. Uh, it's is his show. I'm just a placeholder. Uh, he started this show seven years ago, before podcasting was a thing. He started DDP Radio, uh, just like so many other things, ahead of the curve on that. And uh, we welcome him to the show. He is the boss man of DDP Yoga and the Grandmaster of Christmas himself, Diamond Dallas Page, how are you, brother? Oh, hello, Mikey. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got Crystal there too, right? Hi, yes. Dallas. Hey, buddy, how are you? Good. Um, how are yeah, you? you know, good, good, good. Uh, my house looks like a winter wonderland. If you saw any of the uh, pictures from our Christmas party, which uh, our boy, our, our boy Robert, actually came in for that this year, which was great to see him. Um, we a lot Are of, you going to provide the therapy of, for for Garrett's costume? 
<laughs> I thought it was great, man. He was, and, he, and he won. And he won this year. He came there and he threw the roundhouse kick in for his uh, for his uh, ugly Christmas outfit pose. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of it was funny. And everybody had a really good time uh, this year. And you know, the, the, yeah, as you could see from all the, the stuff all over my house, it's. Uh, it, it, it puts Macy's and it's prime to shame. Uh, and, and people go, God, who does all this for you? And Brenda's like, we do it. <laughs> uh, like, uh, Last year you sent pictures of just like box after box, just in a pile. You, you send me a text and there's a pile of Christmas presents, probably bigger than my entire home of Christmas decorations. And I want to know where the hell you store that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because a couple of people asked me, and uh, <clears throat> I took them out into my garage because now it's all empty boxes, you know, <laughs> and it's literally stacked as high as you can go. And uh, we, we we had planned on having another house next year, so I got a couple other things we were going to move because I really want to be all on one floor. Like, I love my house right now, but I've got to run up the stairs and sometimes that could be like 10 times. And it's not running up the stairs. It's down the stairs. My knees hate down the stairs. Oh, so, wow. uh, yeah, so um, they're actually been feeling really good lately and have been for a while. Um, I actually, I, I tried that. A lot of people hear about the stem cell uh, stuff yeah. that people are doing. And um, I haven't heard many people have all that much success with it. But one of my good friends, Kent Backler, uh, his company, they actually do, like, um, placenta stem cells. Oh. Um, yeah, and, they, you know, they put you uh, on, a, um, on a drip bag, you know, uh, ins- not insulin, what's it called? Uh, what's it called when you do the bag the, uh, to replenish your fluids? I think, I, yeah, I think thing. Well, well there's, it's got a certain name, whatever. It's really good for you, whatever they put in you. <clears throat> and it's, you know, super healthy. And then they actually, they they actually get the placenta, and then they put it in with the drip that goes into right into your system. And they say it takes a couple of months, you know, for it to happen. And my shoulders were bothering me, and my knees really bothered me about six months ago when I first tried it. And about three months ago, like I haven't had any real pain. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's the reason, you know, or the program or whatever. I don't know. People always say to me, like, why, why do you think you feel, look the way you do at 61? It's not one thing. You know, it's like everything that I do. So yeah. uh, const- I'm just constantly trying to find ways to hold back the hands of time, you know. And uh, it's funny, Mikey, you started in the beginning saying <clears throat> I had the first podcast to anybody, which was on this. And in the beginning, I did it by, by, by myself, for myself with Robert. And, uh and then we slowly went to different people. Stacy did it for a little while, and uh, you know, you guys picked it up. I, I, I never really wanted it to be anything about me. I wanted it to, for people to be able to come to that were looking for some sort of motivation, inspiration, stimulation to try to, you know, to keep them moving forward and using different examples to, uh, you know, different people on the show or whatever, or just give people a voice to be heard sometimes. And uh, that's the whole reason I did it, and that's why. You know, just like I did, you know, put over Team DDP Yoga. You know, in the beginning, it was just me and Robert. Mm-hmm. And then now, now Crystal, you know, pretty much, you know, runs it all. And I tell you, Crystal, I get so many people, you know, uh, tell me how, how great and what a difference, you know, that you're making in so many people's lives. Uh, well, thank and, you. you know, and that makes you feel good about you, doesn't it? It sure does. It sure does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I tell people all the time, you know, if you, you know, I talk about it on, you know, Motivational Mondays and all that, you know, you want to feel better about yourself, help somebody. And, That's you true. know, I'm sure Crystal would, I'm sure Crystal would take some, uh, anybody who wanted to come on and help be a part of, uh, well, from welcoming people, you know, to, uh, you know, just, you know, reaching out and blending in here, you know, because that's, you know, it's it's really it's a strong force team DDP Yoga, uh, and yeah. it has been for years. And you know, and Facebook is really, uh, you know, really uh, taking off. And uh, you know that that DDP Yoga site there, and and people, some people go back and forth. I notice, and uh, you know, whatever it takes you to you know to, to stay, 
you know, motivate and stay positive and keep moving on the course, which brings me to why me and Mikey, you know, ended up talking the other day. So I'm sure you talked about that, Mike, on the show. We want you, people who don't know about it, why don't you fill them in? Uh, yeah, we, we had, uh, I had, uh, last, not last week, the week before, I kind of spilled my guts on some of the stuff and teased uh, where we're going to be going with this show. And, you know, but why don't everyone you smart knows. Enough, smart enough people, but smart enough people who might have just come on because I just put a, you know, a blast out on Twitter that I was out here doing this right now. And for people who just pulled on, you know, I said, you're looking for that for inspiration, you know, come on the show and, you know, listen to what we got to say. And, you know, um, why don't you smarten people up where you're at right now? Yeah. Um, well, as I, I was overweight my most of my entire life, I came on board back in 2011 with huge success with DDP Yoga. And this was before the Arthur video had come out and that first wave of boom. So it was a very small community at the time, and it wasn't mm-hmm. really established. And uh, I came on, and I remember when I joined uh, TeamDDPYoga.com, uh, there was less than 2,000 people on there, which is pretty incredible to see where it's gone. <laughs> and and I what's, the number, what, 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 what's the number right now, Crystal? Um, we're about... 77,500, definitely. I think it's closer to six, but, yeah. That's from 2,000 70, to almost 76,000. 70, almost 78,000. 78,000, wow. Yep, yep. <laughs> Wow. So go, go ahead, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, so there was, I mean, I lost a bunch of weight. I got in fantastic shape. I had every injury that I had, you know, sustained had, had healed not just, you know, was better, was healed. I was able to do things with my muscles and my legs that I had never dreamed possible. And I did this consistently for, on an ongoing basis up until recently. Um, and now let me just say this real quick. There was no good excuse that I have, but I'm going to tell you in my mind how I rationalized it to make myself okay with it. We moved down here back in 2015, and I'm from up north in New England. Uh, we we came down here. Uh, I didn't know anybody, and a lot of times in the social media world now, there's not a lot of people going out to do things, hard to meet people. So all of a sudden, every relationship I had existed with a barrier of a computer screen. I talked to my friends at home, through there, and my family, my friends. So I didn't have to see anybody. So anytime you know I gain a little weight, I could just crop that out. No one would know. You know, you hide behind, you hide behind. You know, your isolation in some of these instances. I gained a lot of weight. Um, I knew that I gained a lot of weight. And as I was hitting rock bottom after rock bottom, um, I started to just, you know, the best way for me to avoid the situation is to not acknowledge it. Stop weighing yourself. Because if you don't weigh yourself, you didn't gain the weight, you know. Stop, you know, you make all these excuses for yourself. And now I got to a point where, you know, I'm officially not going places, not because I can't find anyone to hang out with. Now I'm getting invited places, but I'm not going because I'm embarrassed. Because I had, uh, with my DDP yoga journey, and especially on this show, I had been very public with my, my success. I had gone out and people would tell me, you're an inspiration, and how can I do this? And people would come to me for advice. And I talked to Arthur about this uh, a while back, and uh, he said the same thing to me. He said, you know, when you're public about it, sometimes we feel in our own head that it's not okay for us to come in and, and say things are getting hard because people look at you for something and in your mind you feel you're letting them down. So I wouldn't reach out. I just pretend it wasn't happening, crop the picture to the best angle, only put up the things that made you look the best. And you find yourself in a spot where now all you're doing is just spinning in circles and you're not helping yourself. And I got to a point where, you know, when I was big, when I was younger, um, I was always big, but I never, things never really affected me when I was younger. You know, I was overweight, but it wasn't like I, I couldn't run. I could. I was very active, overweight person. And as the past couple of months are ticking by, I'm realizing life skills are just, you know, diminishing. Like going up the stairs is becoming a challenge. You know, going to sleep is hard because I'm snoring and waking myself up. And so getting my shoes on is hard. So you're, I'm blocking out these challenges in my mind to avoid the situation. And <laughs> when you're friends with Diamond Dallas Page, sometimes there comes a point where, avoiding is no longer an option because sometimes when you're rationalizing all this bullshit to yourself time after time, more than anything, you need to come up someone who, who is going to have the balls to come in and tell you, 
listen, listen, you're you're screwing up because yeah. Sometimes you know the best friend you can have is the one that can give it to you straight, and it's what I needed. And ultimately, not even the fact that you reached out, but the fact that you allowed myself to set myself free and come out about it because that's what I was afraid of. I couldn't confront it until I acknowledged to everyone else that things are getting hard and things are struggling. And I'm not okay physically right now. Like, I'm sick. I've got health issues. I'm overweight. And all this time I'm hiding and suppressing. And just the ability to come out and say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just as, you know, I don't know anything more than you. I represent the guy who struggles as much as anything. And going out there and just putting the picture up for all to see, this is me at my worst. This is me at my rock bottom was the most freeing thing that I ever could have possibly done. You know, and, and that's the only attitude to have, bro. You know, when you hit that spot and, you know, you know, Garrett was the one who sent me the picture. And I was just like, he goes, what do you think? I said, I think I'm going to call him. <clears throat> you know, it's like I call people I don't know. <laughs> I surely can call people I do know and care about. You know, uh, <laughs> there was one year that Mikey was down at the, uh, at the retreat. Uh, I think it was like the second year or something. And, him and Orth were just at that time practicing Black Crow. And <laughs> they were both doing it to see who could hold it the longest, shit-faced. So, <laughs> at some point, Mike just splatted his face right into the pavement. And, uh, and I'm screaming up his face. But he was only about 2.30 then. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Wouldn't be an issue, but uh, you know, again, it's just you, you. You don't, you know, with Jake and the resurrection of Jake the Snake. You know, uh, Jake, you know, until he finally could really admit, you know, even though he'd been through so many rehabs and so many, so many things that he had, that you know, only so many times he tried to get sober. The he never really admitted it to himself, like where he was and what had happened in his life. And I guess that sort of came out like it's some kind of a therapy through the movie. And it really, you know, having, you know, you go to the rehab, you come out, you know, you haven't worked in a month or three months, whatever you've been there. And, you know, and now you got to get back into your life. I guess it was just being easier being here because he could still live and leave and come back and, you know, and be able to go out there. But the biggest thing he had to do was he had to admit to himself where he was in his life and, you know, if he wanted to live. And at some point, life started to get really good for him. And, uh, you know, it all started with, you know, knowing what your problems are. So, you know, yeah. the, the, first thing, the first thing I told Mikey to do was, you know, go online, put it out there, make yourself accountable. And, uh, you know, that's what he did with that video. And that's why I, I brought it up on Motivational Monday a couple of weeks back. And, uh, you know, where, where are you at now, Mike? Um, well, the first week I had weighed back in, I think I told you, was 4.8 pounds I lost, um, which just getting back. And first off, and, and what did you start at? What did you start uh, at? 4.11. Uh, yeah, that was, that was when I got on my scale at home, and it didn't register, and I assumed the scale was broken, but it wasn't broken. It just didn't go high enough. That right. was that was, you know, that's one of those, because re- I hadn't weighed myself in a long time. Because, you know, I tried a couple times and the scale must be broken. It's not working. But when you realize that you're, you're too fat to be weighed, like, that's, that's, a, that's a moment that kind of hits you because it's unexpected. And I, I had an idea of where I thought I was. And like I said, you know, I, we talk about Jake. And uh, when, you, when you called me a few weeks ago, I said, you know, the food, it's heroin. It's heroin to me. It really is. And it's it's the same kind of addict mentality is you convince yourself of the story that you want to be true, despite yeah, the fact exactly. that it's not. So I convinced myself that it wasn't as bad and I can get this under control. And, but when you're confronted with like a, an absolute, like a number, like there's no, there's no wiggle room when I'm debating numbers. Like that's, that's a fact. Like that's how much I weigh. That's the point where you can't avoid anymore. And, uh, exactly. it's, and I, I gotta say this real quick, cause people have told me, you know, some some people get, you know, dated in, in things and they get on their high horse and, oh, well, it didn't work for me. And, you know, it gets small. It never, 
not just DDP yoga, but no real exercise or, or weight loss program doesn't work for you if you're working it. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you're doing, you know, everyone knows the basics of health and nutrition on the basic yep. level. And if you're saying it doesn't work for you, then you're not working it because DDP yoga never didn't work. Never. Didn't work, didn't never work for anybody. Anybody who, who had failed or, or not failure, but who, who didn't, you know, get what they wanted out of it, weren't putting the work in. And that's right. where I was. I, I never, DDP yoga never failed me. I failed everyone and I pulled away and that was my own doing. So where are you now? Um, well, I, I got my way in tomorrow, so I'll have an update next week. But I lost 4.8 pounds my first official week Way back, which is wow, pretty big awesome. because, you know, for That's me, awesome, for the Mike. holiday season and stuff. But ultimately, um, at first, the small changes are noticeable because, you know, I'm still I'm, – I struggle. Like, that's the thing. And when I came on the show, like – uh, Garrett and I were talking about this. I saw him a few weeks ago, and um, uh, uh, last week, sorry. And I said to him that, like, I was very confused on my role as the show in the show. And I was honest. You know, we talked about my struggle with my weight, but I never really came out and, and gave all the details. But like, I'm not a guy to be giving advice. I'm gonna, I'm the guy here to be, you know, representing the person that's in the fight because I'm just as much in the fight every day as you are. And I'm not an expert to be giving advice on DDP radio. I'm the guy who needs the advice and is here for me as much as I am for you. So that's the thing about this community is, is I'll tell you how much important the community is, but when it got hard for me, I didn't walk the walk. I pulled back when I tell everyone don't pull back. And that's how I got in the spot to begin with. But like anything, you know, it's like wrestling, you know, when I was wrestling the, uh, the more I taught people, you know, the more, the more I learned, the more I learned, the better I got. Now, it all depends what your starting attitude is. Like one of the things, uh, and uh, <clears throat> I just Brenda just sent me uh, um, this thing. Uh, it was where was it? Uh, I don't know where she found it, but I um, I have a, a new book that's going to be coming out, and it's called uh, Own Your Life. And I have a buddy of mine who. Uh, who I met, I'm hoping he's going to call in tonight, uh, Ian, um, and in about 10 minutes or so, I'll probably try to get him to call in. But he uh, he's writing this book with me called Own Your Life, and, and the whole thing is all about the story you tell yourself. And I'll get back into that in a second. But um, the story that you tell yourself is, you know, hero, you know heroin is, you know, food is my heroin. You know, it, it's it's got to change that story. It's got to change that, mm-hmm. you know, what you see when you see food. Like, food is my health. Food is my journey. You know, food is, you know, what what gives me health. Because food can either give you health or it can screw you. You know, yeah. and, and especially today. And, you know, it, it's finding that's why I encourage you to, you know, go in and do the pantry raid. You know, did you ever film that or did you just do it? We got we got photos because we, uh, we had already done it when I thought to take photos, but Katie's got photos of, of six trash bags full of just half-empty cartons of this and just crap that had been in there. Like, <laughs> it's embarrassing, but there's been stuff that's in there so long because like, it gets pushed to the back. You know, you put new groceries in, and, you know, we don't have time every month to go clean the entire thing out, so there's cans in there and, and boxes of stuff and six bags full of stuff we had sitting out on the uh, – kitchen floor last week. So we're going to put that up on, on, on the page tonight. I got to grab it from Katie because it's on her phone. Now, bottom line is you guys can put it all out there, bro, because, you know, you're going to get the support that you've been putting out for years and, you know, people are going to come back and it's sort of like Arthur when he did his very first video. Arthur did a first video blog. It'll be 11 years ago, February wow. 7th of 2000, yeah, 2007. It's up there on your if you uh, go on YouTube and search YRG and just look for his face, and he went by Sanji, S-A-N-D-G-Y or something like that, and he, he, I, I find him after he's been doing the program. I, I know him two weeks ago I had talked to him, and I had no idea he was up there because YouTube, I would go up on YouTube to see, oh, my God, I got 76 hits. Like. <laughs> almost 11 years ago, like there wasn't 76,000 hits or 7 million hits. There were 76, you know, and cause again, it was before it was the beginning stages. Robert 
found YouTube out of nowhere and found out we could put up pieces of our workouts and people could see it and see if yeah. they could actually do it. So, uh, yeah. you know, like now with the app, it's crazy when you think what the app does and, uh, um, you know, what, what you can actually get with the app and, you know, all the things like you go on there and you can even try it for nothing and, and just, you know, take some of the testing workouts. It's like crazy where the, you know, the uh, evolution of everything has come. You know, like you said, seven years ago, we started this. Uh, but, I, but before I go on, I want to also uh, let people, like anybody who's listening pretty much knows that we're doing like a 30% sale on all um you know, the DVDs, you know, on the app, mm-hmm. 30% off on the app. And uh, also there's new merchandise, which is really cool. Brenda came up with a, like a, a United States flag that looks like the crest of a diamond and, and uh, a, um, a UK uh, Union Jack flag that we used over on the tour. So people didn't get a chance to go on the tour with us. They could still get the shirt and all mm-hmm. that's 30% off. And something that we just put in, and nobody knows about this because we literally just engineered it into everything, and it's um, you can actually get gift subscriptions of the app now. And um, you just got to go. Steve told me about it tonight. Uh, I didn't even know it was up yet. At ddpyoganow.com slash gift subscription. So ddpyoganow.com slash Gift, gift subscription. So, Mikey, wow. I'm, I'm glad we, I'm glad I got you up here to you know, just talk about it, and, you, and 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 that people can actually follow you. And how do they follow you on this journey, whether it's on YouTube or whatever? How do they do that? Um, I I'm gonna keep my my Mikey ninety percent page on Facebook more updated. Um, see, I I come from the radio world, and for for some reason, I, I mean, I've gotten a lot of uh, requests on my Facebook personal page, but I'm very kind of. Uh, uh, protective over my like personal life and stuff, so I feel like uh, I wanted to do a page where I could be more open about sharing the DDP yoga stuff because some people don't understand my sense of humor and stuff, and I don't want to offend people. Or you know, I'm kind of a goofball yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> I, I came up with a Mike at ninety percent page, and, and I usually uh, you know like to interact with people on there. Um, so that's the best way to kind of follow this. And I'm, this isn't a this isn't a reboot for me. This isn't a restart. Like. I hate the term reboot because that you know, that negates everything that's come forward uh, before this. And everything before this was a, a hell of a learning opportunity because to say that that doesn't exist and only there is now and forward discounts all the lessons I've learned in the past seven years. And I'm hoping that this is going to help, not hoping, it's going to help me move forward and, mm-hmm. you know, learn from my pitfalls and stuff. Um, but I got to say real Bro, quick, that- uh, you know, you talk, you talk about walking the walk. And, you know, there's a lot of people who will slap their name on stuff and, and, you know, this is mine. You're one of those guys that I've always looked to, not just in the fitness world, but in life that makes up their mind about something and does it. And I've always been in my head, I will war with myself why this won't work or why I won't be able to, well, this is illogical or irrational or don't go for that because there's this huge risk. And everything you've done, you talked about the growth. Like, DDP Yoga was not an overnight success by any means. People may be aware of it in the past couple of years, but you and Robert and everybody have been, you know, doing this a long time. And talk about walking the walk. Everything you got is something you set your mind to. And everyone mm-hmm. who does this program can take that lesson. And whatever their goals are weight-wise, health-wise, life-wise, you know, there's no better role model for that than the guy we're talking to right now. True. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, um, Nathan, Nathan Mowry, um, came up, you know, up to me about a year or so ago, and he said, I want to do this story on you. Uh, I go, what do you mean? He goes, on the journey, on the, on the you know, DDP yoga journey, and, you know, how Robert was involved, and how Steve, and Yoga Doc, and Kim, and, you know, because and, he, he knows it's a, 12-year overnight success. You know, it could be 8, 10, wherever you decide to pick up on it. But I know if I really look back and really do the math, it's like it's a 12-year overnight success before, you know, Arthur's video went viral. And then, right. you know, all those things happened with Jake and the resurrection and, you know, Shark Tank and all that. But, um, you know, uh, Relentless is a really inspirational. He did a hell of a job on it. Um it's a really inspirational video. I don't know where you're going to see it. I think we're going to uh, 
going to help them get it out on Netflix, hopefully. Uh, but wherever it lands, it'll be it'll be great, and it'll be a great story for people, you know, to be inspired by. And you know, we've got everyone from Stone Cold Steve Austin to Jericho, um, you know, and telling their their, their pieces along the way and different comments by different guys who were around. Like Austin was there when I was literally writing the book with Yoga Doc in 2004, I think it was. And, uh, you know, he was like, what are you doing, kid? (laughs) This is never going to work. What are you thinking? And he talks about that, you know, in the movie, which is pretty cool. Um, But, you know, just it's about being relentless. And, you know, when, when, when you told all those things to yourself, Mikey, that were negative, that yeah. all the reasons why you couldn't do it, all those came true, didn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and <laughs> it's you know, it's funny how how come if that works, why wouldn't it work the other way? You know, I'm going to tell what you a con- every what a concept. Yeah, you know, like everything I've ever dreamed of, in one way or another, I've I've been able to live that dream. You know, so. You know, that's the really is, what it's about. The difference so is I, when you have that dream, you go out there and get it. When I when I historically had that dream, I convinced myself why it was a long shot, and that's why things go badly. And that your your ability to to grab the ball the bull by the horns and just go for it is is why you know sometimes things may not work out as planned, but ultimately, the relentless thing is is, is one word that perfectly sums up this whole thing that we have here, this whole universe of DDP yoga, relentless. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's you being relentless. It's Robert. It's so many people working together relentlessly to make this thing a success. And every single person that's benefited from this at some point has been relentless in their, in their conquest of it. And that's why we have such a library of success stories. And it all comes from that attitude. My problem started when my attitude changed. It wasn't necessarily started with my health problem. No, I agree. My attitude no, changed. I agree. The cynicism is a problem for me. It's an, it's my main downfall. I get cynical. And once that mindset takes over, that's when the downward spiral happens. So start with this. I used to be cynical. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, that's the story you tell yourself, bro, which I'll get into with Ian in a minute. But I, I want to give everybody a goal out there uh, because, you know, Team DDP Yoga and DDP Yoga on Facebook uh, that Stephen Doyle started that actually really originally it was started by uh, the the Boston Bad Boy. Uh, Rob. And Chris, is, no, Chris. Chris, Chris oh. is the first guy. Yeah, he's the first one to uh, start it. And, uh, um, and then at some point he sort of stepped out and let Steve, uh, I remember last time I said, yeah, Steve Doyle started this. He was so, he goes, dude, I started that. <laughs> I said, we'll get back involved, man. You know, and, and when he stepped off, so did a lot of other things too, you know. So it's all about surrounding yourself with positive people. And that's what, you know, every year now we've, we, we've started with this thing called the summit. And, you know, if I say set, set a goal out there, you know, to be, it's an, it's an invite thing. It's like we see that you're getting, you've had like an amazing transformation. And it could be pain. You know, um, it could be, it could be weight. It could be, you know, it could be MS. It could be like whatever your story is. Like we see them, you know, we, we find them, you know, on, you know, at real DDP on Twitter or at DDP yoga or diamond Dallas page on, uh, on Instagram or at, you know, DDP yoga again on Instagram. Like we find these stories, these people, and you know, then we vet them, you know, to see, you know, what's real on them. We've had such unbelievable stories of people you know, like changing their lives and owning their lives, you know, that this year um, we, uh, you know, because of the amazing work that uh, Crystal's done in what she's done for herself and, 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 and mm-hmm. taking care of herself and worked through her, you know, war of wars that that she goes through with her body and her, her disease and stuff, you know, uh, she's like earned so much respect and so much, you know, uh, love from the people that Crystal, we're bringing you to the summit this year. So we're going to, we're going to fly you down and take care of you and put you up for you because uh, you're up. special. Uh, shut up. Yes. <laughs> you are invited, not. Getting, yes, we are. 
Oh my and, uh, gosh. <laughs> so you'll get the meat. You'll get the meat crystal if you uh if you if you if you worked really hard and oh you know, and you inspired people. So you excited, Crystal, to meet some of the people? Oh my gosh, Dallas. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic! Thank you. Oh wow, that's amazing. Well, we know how many people you work with, you know, oh. and you help you out. You know what, so Dallas? The- I have to say this while it's in the forefront of my mind. I just always want to. I always want you to know that I'm always so very grateful. Um, for having you in my life. And I think one of the biggest lessons that you have taught me and thousands of other people is even when you fall, you can fall gracefully and still get up and fight. Absolutely. You know, like, and and what Mikey said earlier, what Mikey said earlier about, I don't want to race. I don't want to reboot. I don't want to erase what I've been through and what I've learned. That's what relentless is all about because you can't thank God for all the amazing things that happen no. in your life. You, no. you got to thank God for the failures because if you look at some of my biggest, what looked like was going to be the worst thing ever happened to me when I blew my back out. You know, like, oh my God, you're not going to be able to wrestle anymore. You signed a multi-million dollar contract and that's going to go bye-bye. And everything you worked for and finally got paid and it's over. And that's not what happened. You know, like, and, and this is something you got to burn in your brain, Mikey. You know, 70% of the things we worry about never happen. Never happen. That's but right. people will get all stressed out and grab that emotional gravity and pull themselves into the ground, you know, and they never happen. You know, I tell my daughter Lexi all the time because she gets so wound up in stuff that's happening in, in her business world, and she gets, oh, my God, what is this? I go, stop. Right. Stop. You know, take a couple deep breaths. There's a good chance that's not going to happen. And then yeah. Yeah, 70% of the time or more, it doesn't happen. But you got you got to look back at your failures and times that you got hurt or you got fired. From a job, oh, my God, I got fired. That could be the best thing ever happened to you. Like, what's your mindset? And that brings it around to, you know, to the book that, you know, I'm writing right now. And uh, and I brought on a, a partner to help me write it. Uh, and how it all came together is pretty crazy. Uh, um, but it's the book's called Own Your Life. Uh, Rodale, who is – it's a huge, huge publishing company in New York. Um, they signed us, you know, signed me for the book and, you know, gave me this nice, unbelievable advance to, you know, to write it and have it done. And it's called Own Your Life. And it's all about the story we tell ourselves. It's about everything that I teach and talk about all the time. And uh, the guy who, you know, came in here to, uh, you know, to, put it together with me and help me write it and everything. His name is Ian. Uh, is he on the line? Is he out there? Do you yep. call in? I, I, I got him right here. Uh, I think I just unmuted him. Uh, Ian? Ian? Yeah, what's yeah. up? <laughs> what's yeah. up? Welcome to DDP Radio, buddy. Hi, Ian. <laughs> hey, we stopped you. Hi. So, um, so Ian, why, why don't you uh, – don't you give a little a little four one one about yourself, like your writing history and stuff? Why don't you give a little information about you? Oh, oh, where do I start? The beginning. Uh, and do the, clip <laughs> the beginning. Shows, but do the beginning. Like, um, I was um, a staff writer at New York Magazine, and then a reporter at the New York Post, and then I wrote a couple novels, and then I started writing, co-writing books for people. Um, and then I heard you on the Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show about a year and a half ago, and I called my agent because you had just announced that you were talking to Rodell about a book. I'm like, hey, I want to write TDP's book. And she's like, okay, let's see what happens. So when Ian, you know, we, we I, I had some guy help me 
put together the, uh, I guess it's we call the performer or whatever. So it, this guy was a publisher, and he knew, like he he worked at the top of, you know, some of the biggest book companies in New York City, and so he knew what they wanted. So he helped me write this outline, this whole oh. you know, own your life, and uh, and then we we got the deal, and then he became a bit of a diva. And uh, still a nice guy, but he wanted us to do everything. And wait a minute, you're helping us write this thing, dude. So we expect you to blah blah blah. And he 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 just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't I don't want I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to work any part of it. It was a good first part of the deal, but I want to really work with a guy who wants to like get in the trenches with me. And and I called up my agent and I said, call this guy Ian up you know, and, and, and see what he has to say. And um, long story short, Ian came at the drop of a hat. And the next thing you know, Ian is down here staying at my house with me. And we, um, we get along when we first meet. We had to go, you know, you can tell we, you know, this could be good. And then we sat down to, to talk about the book and how I, what my ideas were, what I wanted to do, and we just weren't jiving at all. So I called Steve up, and Steve came over, and he started smooth stuff. We started going. And would you say you were a bit of a pessimistic person in the beginning? Ian? Yes. Yes, I so, was. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story, Dallas. Um <laughs> When when I called up my agent when I heard you on the radio and said, I want to do Dallas's book because I don't think he has a writer yet, he said, okay, well, let's see what happens. And um, then when I finally heard from you, because I did, I did four books for other people before we spoke, one of them didn't work out because the author of that book in the middle of the process went to prison in Panama for being a spy and selling weapons. And that's still, you know, I'm not saying he's guilty. He's just still in prison five years later. But I did three books that worked out really well before, and it was all just come down, write the book, and everything's fine. You're the first guy who said, I want you to believe in what I'm doing. And when I heard that, I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot. I'll go down there for a couple of days. And then I thought I was going down for four, five, six days. I ended up staying for six weeks because you guys, you and Brenda and Steve mainly really, really started just picking away at shit that I buried in my own psyche for years and years. And I started waking up to some shit that I didn't want to talk about. But there was something there because I never spent six weeks with somebody before. And so there was something actually working there where I had come in being a cynic. And I was cynical all the way through, but there was something about what you guys were all talking about. And then going to the performance center and meeting all these people who are working through bigger problems than I ever had and talking to them and interviewing them all, that I'm like, this is just not... This is not self-help guru crap. This is like something real. Everybody I'm talking to is genuine, and I feel for them, and people seem actually interested in what's going on with me. That was a huge difference in all of the other books that I've done. I remember you saying to me in the beginning, you said, I, you know, this is what you said to me weeks later. You said, I'm thinking, oh, God, another self-help guy. Oh God, he's you know it's, it's all bullshit. Let me just write, help him write what he needs written. And he goes, and then I see you calling people, people you don't even know, and like talking to them for like twenty minutes, then going to the PC and helping these people and all the people who work with you. They're all the same. They all help out other people, and they feel really awesome about themselves. And I'm like, holy God, this isn't bullshit. And then you fall off, and then you start to think that you couldn't do it. It was impossible. And I'm like, dude, you, this is possible. You can do this. You can turn your whole life around. 
And, man, if you buy into it, if you believe it, and you're writing it with me, man, I want to bring you around with me. I want to tell the story. You know, so Steve, in his brilliance of being a filmmaker, Steve has a shirt. Steve wears a shirt that says, I'm filming. I'm filming you or something like that. You're being filmed, something like He's always got a camera in his hands. Like when I, when I talked to Arthur the second time after he'd lost 20 pounds and four inches off his stomach, I called Steve up and I said, dude, you've got to get to Baltimore. You've got to interview this guy for your movie. I go, he's, I, I think there might be something here that could be really life-changing. And he, I, I go, where are you? Are you in Atlanta? He said, no, I'm in Washington, D.C. I go, seriously? For what? He goes, a wedding. I said, do you have your camera? He goes, of course I do. So <laughs> we went over and filmed Arthur right in the beginning of Arthur's journey. And, uh, and then with, with, with Ian, because, I, you know, and I'd love to get him on here and talk to him about this, and we will in de- detail later. But, uh, you know, he started filming Ian right in the beginning when he was, you know, had this, this, this negative mindset. And the, the, the first thing we got him, we got him on the opening paragraph because the book starts out, and this is a Steve U line, you know, that, you know, Steve is obviously very instrumental in everything that we do, you know, with, you know, the company is the president of DDP yoga, but he's also the guy that, that, that took the Arthur video and took it from being good to being amazing. You know, he's the director behind resurrection. The reason why those stories were, are the way they are, because he's a filmmaker and he sees it from a different level. But the line in the book that tilted, and I've always gone back to it. I heard it said one time, and it became a part of me. And that's how things happen, and I, and I just make it my own. And the, the line is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Wow. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Did his head. And Ian went, well, but people fail. He goes, but what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? But, <laughs> the, you know, you, you're just like, that you know, was, did, that was that a did, big did, argument. That was a very big argument between me, you, and Steve. I just couldn't accept that idea. What if you can't fail? I'm like, well, you can always fail. But you can and always not some, fail. Yeah, well, it took a long time for me to get over that that stubborn thought that's been in my head forever. The story you tell yourself. Yeah. And, and, and when Ian left and, you know, cause he, after six weeks, he went back home and, um, and dealt with some serious family drama. And, um, and then at some point I just called him and said, how you doing? And we just started talking. I said, I thought, I said, dude, you sound better. You're getting better? He goes, yeah, I'm getting better now. And then I call him again, and <clears throat> we've been working on the book too, but just reached out and called him after all the book stuff was in there and uh, and see how he's doing. And, you know, and, and I called Steve up. I go, dude, I think he's changing back again. I think he's got it. I think everything that we're doing, everything that we're talking about and own your life, you know, like everything that's there. And I remember him in the beginning, like, what's owning it? Like, and I explained it to him and he go, no, but what's owning it? I go, that's it. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. More than anything, it's owning your own mindset. It's owning your own story. It's owning your own beliefs. It's like owning it passionately. And, you know, I said, I think he's really getting it. And then he came down here spent a couple more days and that was really moving. And again, we're filming all of this over the period of time. Because I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling Ian, I go, at some point, you're going to shift, bro. You're going to shift. And I see it. It's going to happen. And we're going to have all this amazing footage, you know, from this journey that we go on. And then one day, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, I, I called him up and we were talking, or he called me, I can't remember. And, and he said, you know, I got to tell you something. And this is one of the most profound quotes I've ever heard. You know, especially going through what he's gone through in his life. 
He said, I realized that I don't have to be miserable to write about misery. Whew. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask uh, Ian a question real quick? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Ian, uh, obviously, I, I was just talking about uh, cynicism and, and how I, I personally struggle with that. One of my main concerns in life is how I fall in these thoughts of cynicism. I know you uh, come from the news business, the New York Post. I think that the society we live in with the social media and every negative news uh, story popping up in real time on my phone all day long, notification after notification, breeds this – it's the sugar that the cancer of cynicism can feed on in uh, – it's hard to break out of that, especially when, as a writer, you're confronted with these daily atrocities. Um, how do you kind of, uh, you know, balance a gatekeeper for that kind of, uh, for that kind of stuff day in and day out coming at you? How do you uh, focus on, like, well, this is what I need to know, but other than that, this is going to bring negativity in my life. I need to siphon out some of the content that I'm getting constantly. Well, I'll tell you, um, this is a very recent phenomenon probably two, three months old, but, I mean, the Harvey Weinstein yeah. and everyone else in Hollywood sex stuff that's been breaking, I knew about it in one way or another, not enough to actually do anything, but I knew about it for, since I was, since probably 1998, I heard stories, and it's very upsetting to see these stories come out every day about people you like, fucking Justin Hoffman and um, Kevin Spacey, people that you used to like, and that's miserable. But at the same time, what I look at is it's great that thousands of women are now just coming out and saying, we're not going to put up with this bullshit anymore. And also guys are saying it too. Um, like for every horrible thing that happens, like not to get political, but if you don't like what Trump is doing, there are people fighting against him. So whatever negative, horrible thing is going on, there are people fighting against it. And whatever social media you're in, you can find people who are at least just being positive. Or you could ignore all of that, which I don't suggest, but you can ignore all that and just find positive stuff that's going on. But mainly you can just be positive in your own life. And... um like Dallas always says, try to help other people. And I get on, like, Facebook, and I try to speak positively about the things that I care about. A lot of times it's about sex abuse and stuff like that, but sometimes it's just about, hey, I know everything sucks right now, but Big Trouble in Little China is playing on this channel right now, and that's the funniest movie you're ever going to see, so tune it in. We'll all talk about stupid, weird movies from the 80s. And people cheer up on that stuff. And I just, I look for any kind of thing. It's like um, that old, like, freaking Zen story about a guy falls off a cliff and he's holding on to a leaf. And there's, like, a drop of honey about to, uh, it's about to fall off the leaf. And he's about to crawl off the cliff. And he, um, he at least just swallows a drop of honey. Like, you just look for any little good thing and just try and engage with people who can talk about anything to cheer you up. And there's always a good side. And what everyone's talking about right now, oh, this is the worst we've ever had in America. No, it isn't. We had a civil war. We had World War II. Things used to be really, really effed up. I mean, we had 400,000 Americans die in four years in the 40s. That's not happening now. Things are gross, but, you know, take a wider view. And, and that's where something like the DDP yoga community. Like a... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I, I we had a lag. I was saying that's where when you get into a group of positive people, it can really be just a gasp of oxygen that you need. It's just a break from all of that, and that's the biggest thing I've found while reconnecting with people that I've kind of pulled back from in the DDP yoga community is I found how much I thrive on that positivity that I had been depriving myself of. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to oh, beat you up, you know what I mean? If you fall down, get oh, back oh, up. Awesome. Dallas, That's right. I mean, Dallas, I want to say, like, when I was staying with you over the summer and Craig Funk came down, 
total opposite of me. Total opposite of me in terms of politics and and physicality and everything. But me and him, we hit it off like brothers, like the first night we met. We're driving around talking about guns, talking about politics. We don't agree on a goddamn thing, but we just laugh at each other all the time. And we've been talking every day since. Like, it was immediate that we became friends. And because in that community, when you're all really caring about bigger things, you become friends. And it's not important about the politics. And you all see each other's bullshit. And that's what's positive about people coming together. You know, and, and this is really interesting. Now, you just heard him say that. So I'm going to give you a little background to the story. So, you know, I pick him up. You know, uh, we're at the house, and in the beginning, you know, Funk's there. He's there. Um, and uh, and then at some point, he goes up and goes into his room. And that's where he would go and write and, you know, just be in his own little spot up there. So I'm looking around, and I'm thinking and Funk had to go do something. I can't remember what he had to do, talk to his wife or something. Uh, um, but he but he'd left, so I, I walked upstairs. And I knock on the door, and he goes, yeah, I open up. I go, dude, what are you doing? You know, I'm watching TV. I go, dude, you're you're here. And I only remember this one part. Like, dude, what are you doing? I go, I thought you like you don't need to be up here and locked in your room. You're not writing. Yeah, I know. But you and your oh, you and your buddy, you were talking. I go, yeah, he's my buddy. But you know, you never know what's going to happen. Be sociable. You know, I, this is not what I'm expected of you. I, I didn't expect you to be hiding, you know, hiding in, in the room and just, like, I go, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I, I guess I just expected something else. And I walked downstairs, and I was cooking, and then he came downstairs, and he sat down at the kitchen table. And he looked up at me and I said, you hungry? I said, yeah. You, you want some? He goes, sure. So next thing you know, we're talking, and then, we went through this whole thing that we, we went through, and then Funk came down, and next thing you know, we're talking about 9-11 in plain sight and watching that, and, <laughs> and there's three different, three different views of what really happened. And, uh, and, and, yeah, again, him and Funk, they couldn't be more different, you know, yet <laughs> they became like blood brothers. And, yeah, that's why, yeah. you know, didn't, didn't plan on that. But that's what happens when you open up your soul and let yourself out there, and you never know what's going to happen, you know? The, the, the past several years, we've been categorizing people. We've been kind of separating us by, you know, demographics. And I think that's what's so awesome about the community is we leave all that at the door, and our, our only agenda is to, to, to get each other to the next level or push each other to the, the next, you know, goal or whatever it may be. I don't think there's ever been a political or religion discussion on TV nope. What nope. we do, yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole, it's not demographic. The whole, the whole time, the, the, the first six weeks I was there, and then the next couple of weeks that I was there, or the next few days or whatever, and all the people I've met, we talk about a million things, and politics never comes up because it's not as important as how you're feeling in your spirit, how you're feeling in your body, how your relationships are with your family. And the only times it comes up really is because sometimes Dallas wants to, you know, expose me to some the philosophy that I think is totally preposterous, like some <laughs> kind of like theory that I think is completely insane. And I tell him, never say that in public again. <laughs> or I'll be, I'll be up with or I'll meet up with Funk, and he'll tell me all this stuff about this president and that president. I'm like, you do freaking Detroit, Hillbilly. I don't want to hear from you that way. <laughs> you know? And it's so, there's no jaded edge to it at all. It's just, we're both a couple of dumbasses talking shit we don't even know. But it's not about that. It's about really Funk or me, or me in Dallas just, just, you know, throwing out stupid ideas, but at the end of the day, what me and Dallas or me and Funk really talk about is, are you working out? What are you eating? Or with me and Dallas or me and Funk, how's your wife? You know, um, with Dallas and me, what are you doing? Are you waking up? Are you staying up all night still? How's the drinking going? I mean, it's all about stuff that's really important that affects me every day. It's not about who's in Congress right now or what Bill just passed or didn't, because that 
you know, I don't really think friends talk about that as much because it's not that important. It's like, are you sick? Are you healthy? How's your mind? And that's really what I'm worried about. When you pull yourself out of the muck long enough to see it. Exactly. So the bottom line is, Ian, and this is all about putting yourself around positive energy. What's what are you doing on the eighth, bro? What are you doing? <laughs> so you're talking about positive energy. What are you doing on the eighth of December? <laughs> I'm moving to an apartment across the street from the DDP Yoga Performance Center. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we're and working on his newest book that will I'm sure is going to be a killer. So listen, guys, yeah. I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to grab him on here. I want you guys to meet him. Um, uh, Steve uh, is up there. Because he's, he's part of, he's going to be part of the next the story that uh, you know uh, it's going to be really inspiring. That's going to be the next movie we're working on. That's going to surround a lot of really great guys. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of inspiring stories that will, again, back up all the stuff we talk about. I just want to remind everybody again that, you know, they, they went through a lot of work in case you want to uh, um, do something with the app for someone for uh, for the holidays, ddpyogadnow.com slash gift subscription. And um, I guess you go to ddpyoga.com. That's all right there. And if you want to order the book, that Ian and I are writing called Own Your Life right now. You can pre-order it on Amazon. Just look up Diamond Dallas page and Own Your Life, and it'll pop up there. It literally just came up. My wife sent it to me today, and I've been telling people about it because this this goal, my goal for this book, because I think it's that good, I really believe that it's going to be a bestseller. And it'll all come out to what you guys put into it. And, you know, I don't ask much of you, but this right here, spread the word about it. Let people know about it. It's going to change lives at a whole different level. Uh, Mikey, thanks for having me on. Crystal, can't wait to meet you in person Yay. at the summit. And, Ian, I'll see you now. I'll see you after the weekend, bro. Brenda, I'll get home <laughs> yeah, and all. yeah, you will. I'll see right, you and Brenda next week. You got it, brother. All right, guys, all right, thanks guys, for having me on, man. man. Well, Thank you so much, man. Ian, Thanks, guys. Ian, check in with yeah. us. Uh, if you got any time, come on and check in with us anytime you want. We'd love to hear how your uh, how your move's going, man. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, I will. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank nice you guys so much. Have a good night. Yeah, go. Cool. All right, you too, man. Okay, thank you. Have a good night. You Bye. too. And uh, Bye. Crystal, I'm so happy for you. Uh, that's so oh, awesome. What a hell gosh. of a gift. And, you know, you're you're one of those people that, you know, you, you you inspire so many people on the crew and you fire everyone up and, you know, people don't really realize the, the daily battle that you fight and you do it with such just pros and, and you do it with such positivity and you're such an inspiration to so many people. And that's why you're given this opportunity because you give every ounce um, of, of love you get back tenfold to everyone in the community. And I'm so happy. And uh, I'm going to make a goal to get myself to there my uh, as well, because I think uh, I think I hid from that long enough, and that's uh, something to set my mind to. And then I can meet you in person and finally uh, expose you to the real idiot that I am up front. But thank you so much. You're you're such an inspiration, uh, and we love you here. I uh, you know what I I I just don't know what to say. I'm beside myself. I want you to know that I am incredibly grateful. I don't think in the history of the world right now there's anyone more grateful than me. Thank you, Dallas. Mike, um, I love you. <laughs> you big lug. <laughs> Make sure you start defrosting early because you're gonna need to. You're gonna need a few months in the process. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring the moose. All right. Well, we're out of time, but thank you so much. We're gonna get uh, Paige back on here as soon as possible because we got a lot to talk about with the retreat and as his book is coming near. Thank you, Ian, for for coming on too. Ian Spiegel, Thanks, Ian. Uh, Spie- Spiegelman. Sorry, that's the name I was looking for. Uh, he, he's uh, it's a really cool cat, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that project develops. But what an episode! So much to cram in. We're a little bit over time. Um, next week we'll be back with another episode of DDP Radio live at ddpradio.com. I'm going to try to twist Garrett's arm to making an appearance uh, on the show in the coming weeks. 
And on a personal note, uh, for those of you who saw that Motivational Monday where uh, Dallas talked about me, I got a lot of people reaching out to me. And it's really nice to know that people do care and uh, you are loved and uh, supported. And that's what this is all about. In the holiday season, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And despite whatever you're going through, whatever highs or lows you're feeling, there are so many people here in this community who are willing to reach out whether you need someone to talk to, whether you need a little pick-me-up of motivation or an inspiration or whatever it may be, reach out. Don't pull away. Trust me, I pulled away, and this is what happens. So let me be a warning. Uh, just come around. Show up. Show your face. Tell people. Reach out when you need it. And uh, enjoy this time of year because, you know what? It's what? the merriest time of year. And That's right. ho, ho, ho. Uh, DDP Radio, DDPRadio.com. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you Thank to you. the chairman of Christmas, Diamond Dallas Page, Ian, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. And until then, remember, never, ever, ever give up. See you guys. Protected today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh, the Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.